Hey, hey, how's it going? Hard Talk Radio, your host, Mr. Deadman. And joining us live tonight is S. Alessandro Martinez. How you doing, man? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's good to have you. You've been on many, many times, even when the show was called Dead Man's Tone Podcast. Now it's Hard Talk Radio, you know, all that. Um, but for those who don't know who you are, who are you and what do you do? You can call me Alessandro. I am a writer, both of horror and of fantasy. Horror and fantasy. Hmm. Now, which one pays more? Well, horror for now, since I don't have any <laughs> fantasy uh, published that has, you know, brought me any money. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Oh, okay. All right. Now, why horror, though? Um, you could write any other genre, especially for, for money, like erotica and stuff, whatever. Um, you, know, you don't even have to try for that stuff. Why horror? Well, I because I love it. Because you, you know, love I, it? I grew up grew up with horror movies and scary books. Mm-hmm. I think I started watching like R-rated horror movies when I was like five or six. Oh, yeah, so my grandpa cool. grandpa would take me to the video store and I'd rent whatever I wanted. Like, oh, this cover looks scary and gory. Let's get this. See what it is. <laughs> Face it's of like death, the mangler or something. <laughs> it turns out he ordered, he rented Faces of Death. <laughs> that was a little bit later. A little bit later. Okay, I heard. I heard that that stuff was actually mostly fake. Is that true? Yeah, it's, I. That's yeah. Most most of it's fake. From oh. I heard there's only like one to say. one real scene, and that was like canceled. I, I I don't know. I don't know how they address that. But anyway. Okay, so you were exposed to horror movies early on at the right age of five. I, I, I think that's the right age. Hey, if, you, if your kid can tolerate it, there you go. you got a horror lover in the family. You might have like a little <laughs> Wednesday Adams there. Um, make sure, I mean, did, did your parents have to like make sure you didn't like mess with axes or guns or anything at an early age? No. Nah, devices? No, I was I was a pretty good kid, so I'm told. <laughs> so you were told, pretty, okay. I was mm. I was pretty quiet. I was the the quiet uh, one, sat in the corner with a big book. Ah, quiet, sat in the corner. Stories. I was worried for a second. I thought maybe you were gonna go towards uh, I don't know, describing yourself like a psychopath there. Early age, getting exposed to horror. Who? That's a stereotype. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's always the quiet ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to watch it for them. Okay. So, yeah, there's just something I just find something really. It's going to be weird for people who don't like horror, but it's really comforting to me. Comforting. That's interesting. What is what makes it comforting? I don't know. Like the other day, I was looking at a bunch of horror art of like creepy countrysides and dilapidated barns and creepy you know cabins in the woods and i was like you know i could just go there and relax and <laughs> it just it just comforts me and brings me some some peace ah uh, i can get that you're Maybe also by yourself up. at that moment i take it right kind of like just you in the nature in that environment yeah or my wife's with me oh there you go whatever 
All right. The dog. Yeah, so so you're drawn to that stuff. You're kind of drawn to dilapidated buildings and shit like that. Um, yeah. Ever ever run into any crackheads? Uh, once at a gas station. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I think just about everybody's done that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now, about the horror, though, about, like, now, is there something comforting about being, like, scared or terrified? Um, being scared is fun, definitely, mm. for me. Um, but just those sort of environments and the ambience and... I don't know exactly why. I just, I mean, I, well, probably because I grew up with it and I've always I've been exposed to it and it's just something that makes me happy. Oh, wow. Okay. Like one of my early comfort video games to play was the first Diablo. Ah, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good That's one. a mix of horror and fantasy. I just love the feel of the, the town and, ah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm weird. <laughs> yeah, that game had, that game was right on par for its, uh, Ambience, music, mm. atmosphere, all Music's that. Music's so good. So good. I take it you're a fan of Diablo 2? I'm a fan of all the Diablos. Uh, you know, I heard they're going to kind of sort of remake Diablo 2. They've been doing that. They uh, are. Yeah. They are. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> you know? And I say this. I've been saying I'm tired of regurgitated crap, but I might actually play uh, Diablo 2. To, what are they calling it? Diablo 2 Enhance, uh, the new version? What, what uh, there was a name for it. Let's see. Wow. Other than remastered. Let's Diablo see. 2, you're going to buy this because you know you love it. <laughs> Re- Diablo 2 Resurrected. Resurrected. Yeah, okay. All right, that's cool. I mean, hell, I bought the, the remastered of Command & Conquer. I didn't even need to do that. I've already been playing that, apparently, <laughs> with the... I don't know if you're a Command & Conquer fan, but they have... They've been... They already had, like, the, the community already had those games ready to go on modern mm-hmm. tech and all that stuff. But I did anyway because I'm a sucker for that shit. Anyway. <laughs> so, you were drawn to horror at an early age. You love horror stuff. Okay. You're that weird kid. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, I, I, I was a weird kid, too, when I was growing up, so. <laughs> you? <laughs> no way, right? <laughs> Satan is your friend is in the background behind me. Ah, there's nothing weird about me. I'm a little off. <laughs> Uh, now, are there certain fears you have that you're afraid to meet? I hate needles. Needles? Oh, no. Despite having tattoos and piercings. (laughs) (laughs) See, I hate needles. I don't have any tattoos or piercings for that reason. (laughs) I don't even like fucking shots, man. Like the, no, I hate shots and uh, getting blood drawn. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the like I had a, I had a hard time getting the tattoos, um, but getting blood drawn, it's just it goes into your vein. Yeah, and it just it just ugh. Yeah, if you're gonna go into my vein, please inject something into it that makes me feel better about my life. Don't take my <laughs> blood out, please. <laughs> anyway. Hmm. <laughs> There's one fear of mine. <laughs> yeah. Now, like I said, you've been on many, many times. You, we talked about your short stories in the past, but you are on here because you have a brand new book out. 
God help I me. Do. Tell us a little bit about this book. My debut novel, Helminth, came out January. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, little bit of a classic setting, Cabin in the Woods. Although this cabin's a little closer to a uh, lake. And the lake holds, shall we say, something is waiting beneath the waters that uh, uh, okay. calls the characters to it. Okay. It's four friends, four, four best friends. One of them's recently widowed and, you know, not a happy situation. So the other three take her away for the weekend. Um, a couple months after the incident, just to get some bonding time in, you know, mm-hmm. you know how friends drift apart in life. Certainly. So they all come back together, try to have a bonding weekend. Okay. Things don't go as planned as horror stories and horror books are wont to do. Oh, most certainly not. I mean, you can't, I mean, you're, you, you can't have a story without things going south. <laughs> it's, the, it's the funnest part. Right? And that's the best part to write. I think anyway. That's where all the hard work you put into developing the characters, which I was, I was you know, I've read a few parts of your book already. I, I think the, um, the, the dialogue is great. I like how it, right away, you're in it. You feel the emotion of the characters, what they're going through. On oh, the elevator scene too, Whew, man. Why was that kid? I don't want to give too many spoilers, but there's <laughs> a, a freaky looking mentioned kid. Yeah, there's the a freaky kid scene. in the elevator scene. I'll definitely ask you more about that later on. But okay, first off, you got a cabin near lake. People are drawn to the lake. I have to ask: Are we talking Jason Voorhees? No, we're not. Sorry. No, no, Jason Voorhees. Okay, so it's not like a zombie thing under the leg that's drawn him. No, not really. More, uh... Well, then again, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But, okay. uh, I think a little bit more monstrous things. More, uh, some cosmic stuff. Cosmic horror. Cosmic horror. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. But I had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs> I bet so. Now, on this book, before we get into like the, the actual content of the book, the substance. Mm-hmm. Now, was is it first off, was it is this book based on any true experience, a true story, or anything like that? Well, I have been to a cabin in the woods once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More than once. And I have been in a lake. So I get you know. Some experiences there. <laughs> All right. Um, it was mostly based on a, a dream I had once about uh, a guy. I don't know if the guy was me in the dream. I don't know. Who knows? But walking through the forest, finding a jar beneath a tree. There is mm. something in the jar. He opens it. It was not something nice in the jar. That was a dream. And I woke up, wrote down the idea. And created this whole story from that idea. Creepy jar. Creepy jar. I haven't made it that far. Um, what's in the jar? Well, if, you look on the, if you look on the cover, I, I, I see the, the cover. Jar? But what's in the jar? We talk about like like a bunch of roaches. Talk about like an aborted fetus. 
Uh, you will just have to wait and see to read it, because that is major spoilers. Mm. I see. I'll tell you, it's not something good. It's not something good. Something pure evil. Okay. All right. It's kind of like... Uh, Remind me a little bit of Pandora's box a little bit. You open that up and all sorts of chaos starts coming out. All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. That's, that's a good analogy. Now, also related to the story is uh, what, what I noticed... Like the sort of marketing material around it, like like the missing people. Like you sent me like this care package of uh, uh, like what this postcard from the Black Ashes, uh, I guess Washington, which is I guess where the lake, where this lake right. is at, Devil's Eyes Lake. It's pretty cool. And also, yeah, I I, I sent out you know a little swag pack mm-hmm. uh, before the book was out to a select number of people, and. Uh, then also, I've been doing some giveaways where I include that the the stuff. Yeah, I made yeah I made the postcard you just showed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Ashes, Washington is a fictional city that I came up. I came up with my whole county in Washington. Okay. Um, so the a novel I'm working on at the moment also takes place in a nearby town from Black Ashes. Um, but yeah, so I created the postcard. I designed it uh, using a, a photo that. My uncle took. Then um, <laughs> I created some missing posters that are uh, in one one scene of the book when they stop at a gas station, see a bunch mm-hmm. of missing posters. So there's some of that. Mm-hmm. And I created a bookmark. I forget what else I, I sent you, but <laughs> stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this sort of marketing is kind of cool. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the sort of the Blair Wish Project, the sort of like... The, the attempt to make it look real as if it could real, possibly real, yeah. be happening right there, you know, right in the moment. Um, really cool. Black Ashes, Washington. The name sounds yeah. sinister. I mean, if that's the <laughs> name of your town, if it was even if it was a real town, uh, yeah, there'd be some bodies buried there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know for me, I love getting that sort of stuff. So why not make my own and send it out? Right, right. Now, and also in this this book is a, a bunch of people get, I guess, are disappearing, and uh, I guess, around the lake. An eighteen-year-old, uh, a twenty-two-year-old that looks kind of like uh, your your lost twin brother. I don't know if you know anything about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's maybe one of the people that's uh, gone missing in the history of the of the town. Who knows? Who? Why are these people going missing? There's you know, strange strange activity by the lake. <laughs> They just dive into the lake and are swallowed up, never to be seen. Sure. <laughs> cool. Which, by the way, I was looking at this. Do you know how many people go missing every year? A ton. <laughs> like, what's the what's the number? I think six hundred thousand people go missing every year. That's not just kids; it's people. Yeah, kids is like forty six hundred thousand um, go missing. But sometimes it's because they, well, they run away and, you know. Right. It turns yeah, out. people. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, people nowadays don't realize how easy it is just to disappear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty easy, too, back in the 90s when uh, you didn't really have everything tracking you. But. Right. Man. I, just, I, meant, I meant nowadays since 
we have all this technology. It's still nowadays easy. people think it's not as easy, but it still oh, is pretty easy. It it is, it is. Um, all that social media. Guess what? All you have to do is disconnect from it, not be on there anymore. It's pretty simple, actually. People mm -hmm. do it all the time. They just disappear, swallow it up, whoosh, gone. Yep. Oh, dang. So. Let's get into the meat of the story. So, without spoiling too much, mm -hmm. what could you possibly tease us about? Maybe the elevator scene, maybe a few things? Well, the story's main character, her name is Ray. Mm -hmm. She's a 20-something. They're all 20-somethings, the four of them. Uh, her friend, Abby, is recently widowed because of a mugging that went wrong. And... You know, being best friends, she wants to be there for Abby. Mm -hmm. You know, go through, you know, she takes her to therapy and drives her around. Uh, she was, when she was, when Abby was in the hospital, she was there almost every day. Okay. Uh, so, you know, months of this after the, the mugging, Ray starts to see things. You know, she takes Abby to therapy one day. She decides to go down the lobby of the building for a soda or something. Gets stuck okay. in an elevator. She has a uh, little encounter with a little, little kid. And that scene <laughs> and, was scary. Uh, that scene was creepy. <laughs> little, kids, little kids are creepy. You know, is it a vision? What did it really happen? Just have to read. Come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. You know, as the story progresses, she might experience and see more and more and more. <laughs> right, right. And she definitely does. And I like how you have like a very deep, a deep approach to this. It's uh, like very thoughtful and how you put together these scenes. Like every... Uh, you know, sometimes I skim through on certain books, like, okay, I'm just going to kind of skim, get get the basic idea here. But this one is like, even if I miss like a little paragraph here and there, it's like, it's pretty important. Like little details <laughs> here and there. I try to not put any filler in. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really any filler that I noticed anyway. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I definitely can recall some details where you blink and you miss it without giving them away. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, and Timothy Olsen in the chat asked, uh, so this book is like the Blair Witch and it's painted like a true story? Uh, Blair Witch, it's not painted as a true story. I mean, I don't say anything that's like based on true events. Um, just the, the promotional stuff I sent out kind of made it look like that. Uh, Blair Witch similarities. I mean, it's a some evil entity in a forest-like area. I guess yeah. you can. I mean, I, lo I love Blair Witch. Now a lot of people don't like Blair Witch, but I love it. I think the marketing was genius. I think the movie was. was also genius. Uh, in that it was. I mean, it was well, the first of its kind. I think there was a found footage film before that, but it just didn't t take on as well as Blair Witch. Yeah. Did. Um, I think someone, let's see, one of my friends said it has more Evil Dead vibe. 
Evil Dead. Uh, Evil Dead 1 or Evil Dead 2? I didn't say. So I, I, it's not as slapstick as Evil Dead 2. So I'll say Evil Dead 1. <laughs> okay, so no chainsaws? Or no putting chainsaws onto hands? <laughs> not now. Unfortunately, not. Okay. I mean, I, I can't do it better than Ash, so. <laughs> By the way, did you hear that they're, they're making a, uh, a Evil Dead 4? I did just hear that. And I can't wait for it. Can't wait for anything Evil Dead. Love Evil Dead. See, I'm torn on this one. I love uh, Evil Dead stuff is great. Evil Dead mm-hmm. 4, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I, I am tired of these, like, reboots and everything just being redone over and over again. But uh, I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm probably going to see it. I'm going to see it. That's what this channel yeah. is about. I'm going <laughs> to see it, and I'm going to give my comments on it. And, I, and I'm, I'm hoping I'll be impressed. Um, just from the steel I saw, it looked like they're going to go for a more... It looked like they might go for a more campy vibe. This is from the screenshot or from the steel I saw, mm-hmm. which was a cabin the way it was framed to look like... It rem- reminded me of like Evil Dead 1 or Evil Dead 2. Not like the uh, Evil Dead remake that they did in, what was that, 2016? I think it was 2013. 2013? 2013? Okay, I don't shit. I don't remember. Was that long, that long ago? It was, it was long <laughs> ago. But even though that one, some people didn't like it, that one had a crazy blood scene at the end of it, which was intense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I love, I love that, the, the 2013 one. Yeah, 2013 one is pretty good. It was good. It was amazing. Obviously, Evil Dead 2, if you follow me on Twitter, it's my favorite horror movie of all time. But the, the 2013 one was phenomenal. And the show was amazing. I mm-hmm. love the show. Oh, what? Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead? Yeah. Yeah, it see, that that was good hilarious. stuff. That was hilarious stuff, man. Ashy slashy. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, Bruce Campbell's character, uh, man, Ash, he could... The way he talked, he could say stuff. It, it sounds, you know, not politically correct. It makes sense for his character, though. He's yeah. he's so brash about it, but he does it with charisma. Like when he says, mm-hmm. "Hey, Tex Mex, what's up?" <laughs> he doesn't. Come on, he's just saying it just be funny. <laughs> uh, he, that's a good series. Yeah. Anyway, so your story has a lot of sort of like Evil Dead vibes. So. Going back to the thing that's in the lake. I know you, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to pry this out of you, but are we talking about like a Necronomicon sort of uh, uh, sort of thing here? In what aspect? As if, as in something that unleashes evil? Yeah, like a jar that unleashes, I don't know, the dead or brings the dead back to life. Or how about this? How about this other art that I have here of this uh, undead chick thing? Uh, let me go and put that <laughs> on the screen. Who, who is this chick? Her name Her name is Camilla. Camilla. And she features in the story. Um, she may be acquainted with a jar. <laughs> acquainted so with a jar. jar. Okay. The jar on the cover of the book may uh, unleash something. Unleash something. Look how mysterious I mean, look, he is. Look at, the, look at the cover. Look at the jar on the cover. Yeah. It's like a creepy face in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
probably not going to unleash rainbows. <laughs> no, no, right, right. You know what I do here. I always, I always try to <laughs> try to go for a tease, try to get as much as I can, as much as I can. Okay, but definitely, guys, check out Hellmint. Check that book out. Um, now, yeah, I'll tell you, it's not a happy story. <laughs> oh no, I don't think it is. There, there's nothing about this that screams happiness. In fact, you know, there's something that seems like it's going to have a really deep sort of uh, approach to it. it. Kind of reminiscent of that of um, House on Haunting Hill. Is that what this is the book? Um, it, it just seemed like it's going to have that sort of deep approach to it. And I wasn't wrong on that. Like I said, I haven't finished the book. I'm nowhere near finishing it. Um, but I definitely do enjoy it. I think it's a good read. Definitely highly re- recommend it. Now, working on this, though, mm-hmm. did you, were there any sort of like hurdles or obstacles that you had to overcome that really challenged you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a chronic underwriter, so my first drafts are pretty <laughs> low word count. Um, and like I said earlier, I don't, I try never to put in just filler. So I really, uh, you know, dove down, went, fleshed out these characters, how I wanted them to be. So I, I worked on them a lot. Um, and I try to make each one, you know, distinct, but that they, it's obvious that they've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I hope that comes across in the, in the dialogue. You said you enjoyed the dialogue back and forth. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it sounded very very real, and that's important to have. Yeah. Um, and imagine that yeah, was challenging a... too uh, to to make the dialogue that sort of real because, man, I don't know. Dialogue is iffy. Sometimes you like you write it and you're like, okay, this sounds legit, but then some reasons like people don't talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to put in. Um, yeah, no one, no one really talks. Maybe besides me <laughs> in, in perfect grammatical sentences mm-hmm. in just everyday talking. So I tried not to, you know, I tried to make it sound like everyday people talking. That's it. Just kind of like, I guess how I talk or <laughs> how most people talk, <laughs> you know, it's just sort of off the cuff. They kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, my editor at Omnium Gatherum, uh, Kate Jones, she, she definitely helped a lot. Um, you know, perfecting things. Mm. So I've heard to think a lot. Now, were there any particular books or movies uh, or besides Evil Dead that were an influence of, for this book? Um, yes, subconsciously. <laughs> Just everything. I never, I didn't focus on like, oh, I definitely want to do it in this style of book or movie. It just... You know, I've I've seen and read so much stuff over the years, over my life, that just all of it is an influence. So, yeah, I didn't focus, like, take influence from something directly. Um, just, but probably mostly, subconsciously, mostly Evil Dead. And, oh, you know what I think my friend compared it to Evil Dead plus... Cabin Fever, I think that's what he said. Cabin Fever, okay, yeah. Uh, it does get the book does get a bit bloody, mm. maybe in the second half. <laughs> well, I'd imagine so. I, I would expect that. So fans, fans of gore, 
definitely. Yeah, another friend, he said, you know, the last third is just, <laughs> And one a question submitted by uh, Timothy Olsen. Why Hellmint? Why the name? Mm-hmm. The title? Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely answered in the book towards the end when uh, Hellmint in real life is a sort of parasitic worm. A Hellmint. A Hellmint. Saying yeah, it, so, it completely wrong. I was saying hell mint, like it's a mint. No, hell mint. <laughs> hell mint. Um, hey, maybe that might be a marketing idea. Hell mints. <laughs> okay. They taste taste like uh, worms. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so in real life, the hell mint is a parasitic worm, and part of the evil in the book may have similar characteristics to a parasitic worm. Hmm. Among other things, Weird. maybe a similar name too. So. I mean, <laughs> you have such a cool name for the lake, Devil's Eye Lake. Mm-hmm. Devil's Eye Lake. That would have been that a title too. Devil's Eye Lake. Yeah, that's something that's with that worm. Something with that name. <laughs> huh? Something with the jar. The something with this chick. It's. I think it all connects. Hmm. <laughs> so in my fictional world here, my fictional town. There's a species of wagtail birds. Wagtails are real birds, but a species, the subspecies I create is fictional, called the uh, Devil's Eyes wagtails. Mm-hmm. And they have little, they're black birds, and they have a little white patch around their faces, so they kind of look like demonic eyes flitting, flitting around the air. And so that's where the lake gets its name. Man, that is... I lo- if, if, I love lore. If, if is there not? I mean, I blah, 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 I came says there shouldn't be a lake named that Devil's Eye Lake, <laughs> Devil's Eyes Lake. If there was, that'd be some sinister shit, man. There'd be a a lake with that with an if that was real, if there was a real lake named that, you know, that would be a place grounds for like some like witch burnings and like <laughs> satanic sacrifices. I don't know. It, it seems like. <laughs> hmm. There are there are plenty of uh, real life places called Devil's something like Devil's Tower, yeah. or Devil's Rock, or Devil's Cauldron, or something. So I'm curious about so, that chat. Is, is there a lake called Devil's Eyes Lake? If not, what is the closest thing to it? Uh, there is not. No, I, I created the lake. Uh, you created it. So, the my towns are in Washington State. Where exactly they are? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they're, just, they're in Washington somewhere. Okay. Now, one thing about this book is that it deals with uh, a theme of loss. Mm-hmm. Now, have you yourself, I mean, did, did, you, did you have to draw from any personal experience uh, to make that as powerful as you, as you did? Uh, I've never lost a, ch- uh, a, a husband. <laughs> No, that I don't think so. Does. I mean, you're a married man <laughs> to a woman. I mean, yes. you know. Uh, I've lost, I, I lost, uh, the hardest loss I've experienced in my life was my grandpa. He was my father figure. Um, mm. So, yeah, definitely not the not the same situation completely, but, you know, drawn those feelings and experiences and what I went through after that. 
Man, it's tough. When losing someone mm. that's close to you. Right. You know, it's... So I, yeah, I try to make, you know, the grief Abby goes through authentic. Um, and, the you know, the friendships, try to make those as authentic as possible. I've had uh, my two best friends I've known since the fourth grade. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not going to do the math right now to say how many years ago that was. Decades. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I've known what it's like to have really long friendships. So I try to put that into the story, too. If you had the chance, would you wish for them back? My grandpa? Yeah. Uh, y- yes. Probably. You would. You do the devil's, uh, was it the monkey's paw? You do the monkey's <laughs> paw and wish for him well, back? Well, you didn't give me any conditions. <laughs> well, there's always, oh, if I'm Calypso from Twisted Metal, I was like, I'll give you one wish. And let's see, I don't know, that was a word okay, reference. Monkey's paw, no, I would not. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, you get your grandpa paw. back, but good luck dealing with him. He's a zombie now. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I see some people, in the, I think someone in the chat, uh, Bronx Beats asked if you were an incel. Um, are you an incel? I don't believe so. No. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not. You're a married I'm man. Not. I am married. <laughs> Been married for five years, almost five years now. Yeah. So, mm. <laughs> am I an incel? No, That's no. the first time anyone, everyone's any, <laughs> anyone's ever asked me that. Uh, sometimes my chat gets kind of lively like that. Okay. Uh, but I like, like I said, I mean, I like your approach to tar. Like you're very passionate towards it. You, you're like deep into it and you have a very you definitely care about the genre you know Mm. so I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like um, if you if you draw from some other very famous well-known like graph gothic horror novels as as Mm -hmm. for inspiration or influence yeah uh, like I said I can't pinpoint something that influenced me like I did it on purpose, but as all as it is for every writer and creative, you know, everything you read, watch, play, mm-hmm. listen to influences you. And it's always in your subconscious when you're creating. That's true. That's true. Even if you don't even recognize it or yeah. realize it, it's there. Right. Uh, do you ever right. do you ever listen to music as you write? Sometimes. Um, mostly ambient music ambient like uh one of my favorite bands is nox arcana i don't know if you've heard of them they uh they create a lot of ambient horror music oh, i might have heard of them i've uh, seen them on youtube uh, are they mm-hmm. the ones that do like like the hour long like ambient shit or no yeah like yeah other albums are have some theme like haunted house or transylvania okay. Or Evil Carnival. So I listen to them a lot. Um, or if I need some something with lyrics, I usually put on metal or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you ever find that when it, when there's lyrics involved, though, do you ever find that you the lyrics kind of like, I don't know, find their way sneaking into your manuscript? Uh, 
maybe once in a while. <laughs> yeah. They they can get distracting, so that's why I usually do just <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just uh, music oh, without lyrics. <laughs> Another question I was submitted is: uh, Are you into the into the the occult? Uh, I'm very interested in it. Do I? I don't believe in anything supernatural. There's nothing supernatural that I believe in, but I do love studying it, um, and I love. Yeah, I, I really enjoy reading about it, learning about it. That's right. You know, I, you know what? I'm thinking back. We did a we stream ghost, like a couple years. Hunting, yeah, we did hunting, a stream a couple years lady. ago where it was you and it was uh, Tammy Tammy G, who she became a co-host temporarily on the on the on the Deadman Stone podcast, and it was like a whole thing. And man, we, we, both of us kind of like grilled her about her um, <laughs> <laughs> her ghost hunting stuff. I was surprised she was even willing to be a ghost temporarily for after that. I was like, uh, <laughs> so you're, you're really not into the supernatural, but you're fascinated by it. Yeah, I would say I'm into it. I just don't believe it exists. Uh, would I, would I like it to exist? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd want to go <laughs> meet a ghost or something. Mm. I would love it. That stuff existed. I just okay. myself, me. I don't believe it. But, don't believe in but it. But am I fascinated by it? Do I love it? Yes. Now, have you ever uh, dabbled into like Wicca? I have when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of us have. I when I was in high school, yeah, Wicca, and I even got the what the what's that? What's that dude? Uh, the, the Satanic Bible. I, I read that for a little uh, bit. Oh yeah. Um, thought it was uh, tough shit. Thought it was cool stuff. But then I was like, you know, this guy just sounds like an edge lord, dude. This guy just sounds like he's just complaining a lot. I know. How do you feel about it? About the Satanic Bible? Yeah, the Satanic uh, Bible. I read it once. It was interesting. I don't remember much from it because it was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was interesting. Yeah, pretty much. I think I no, not that book. It was another book. <laughs> I'm not gonna finish that statement. It's like I use it for rolling paper for weed, and I think you know what book that was because anyway, I'm gonna stop <laughs> <laughs> because despite the trappings behind me of the Satan is your friend, I do kind of sort of believe in God. And man, the stuff I did when I was in high school was not very cool. Um, I would think Ew, I would have to disavow what I did back then. Mm. You're not but, an edge lord anymore. Well, I mean, I can't really say I'm not when I have these posters by me, can I? <laughs> I guess an uh, edgelord with, a, with uh, some morality. How about that? <laughs> but uh, you do seem to have a passion towards, uh, like, gothic imagery. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say I'm a, I'm a goth. <laughs> if you could... I, mean, I, I am wearing a trench coat right now, so... Yeah, and I'm wearing a, a hoodie. I look like I'm, you know, about to deal math or some shit. If, uh, <laughs> if we like, if you could live like the Adams, the Adams family life, would you not? Yes, yes. Dude, I totally oh, yeah. live. Dude, yeah. be golfing from my roof, <laughs> knocking my neighbor's windows in while smoking cigars and banging some hot, hot vampire chick <laughs> thing, whatever. Morticia. Yeah. You have to ask your music. Is that? Castlevania Symphony of the Night soundtrack. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> we're going. You are recognized. We're going with more of a classical tone. 
And since I don't want to be hit with any sort of copyright strikes, <laughs> video game music that allows yeah, yeah. classical tone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, Fortressvania. Yes, yes. I like it. I like it. Orchestra of the evening. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would totally live like the Adams family. Who wouldn't, man? Dude, even my even wife. if my kids, if my little daughter grew up to be like uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, dude, that would be great. It'd be scary because she'd be on FBI watch list, and, and but it'd be it'd be great. Mm. Yeah, when I was little, growing up in the '90s, I think uh, Christina Ritchie as Wednesday Adams was my like first crush. Yeah, first yeah. Crush. I think for a lot of people it was. Yeah. But yeah, my wife and I are trying to gothify our our house. Ooh, that's cool. As much as we can. We, we live in Southern California, so we have these, this cookie cutter. Oh, Southern California. Well, yeah. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask we, you about California. Not that stream. <laughs> not that stream. If it was rent and chill, I totally would. Okay. We do want to move somewhere where it's not as, you know, expensive to live. Yeah. And then where we can get a bigger house for cheaper and then, you know, spookify it up. Just put it all room. out. There's plenty of room in Texas. It's plenty big. Yeah, everyone has a gun though. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's fine. We have we have guns. That's good. Hey, they're more than welcome. Come on over. Come on over. Come on over to Texas. Shit. Hmm. All right, they're they're fun. All right, so we talked a little about Helmet. Oh, uh, the other thing. So this book. Now, I think I missed it. Did this go through a? Traditional publisher, uh, indie press, or did he self-published it? Yeah, it's a small, small press publisher called Omnium Gatherum. Okay. I think their logo should be on the back of the book. Uh, yeah, they're really, they're really good. Um, and hey, they published me, so they're awesome, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate Jones is the uh, editor in chief, and she's an awesome lady. Hey, she really helped cool. me polish up this manuscript to put it out so she's awesome and we were we were supposed to be uh, Anya Gatherum was supposed to be like the the guest premier um, publisher at StokerCon this year mm-hmm. but what happened to StokerCon the same thing that happened to everything you know it's yeah, it got cancelled cancelled <laughs> and this year well, I think it, it, it is virtual be, now it's yeah it's gonna be virtual. virtual yeah I heard about that it's gonna be virtual and Okay, and some people like it that way because some people want to be there, and they live in uh, New Zealand, so they're not gonna fly out. You know, it's not right. worth their not worth their money. <sighs> it is what it is. Okay, yeah, but, but yeah, hey, I'm gonna them. they're awesome. Debut uh, debut novel, and it went out with a with an indie press. You didn't have to self publish, which I mean, look, I'm a big advocate for you do you. Like, if you want to self publish, go ahead and do so, but understand that it's gonna be a lot of work. It's going to be, right. it's not, it's not done. Okay. And, uh, yeah, traditional press is still a lot of work, too. Mm. Although, yeah, with with self-publishing, you do have to do everything yourself. Okay. Or at least, at least uh, spend the money to hire someone to do a certain thing. And this opens up uh, some other questions here because, okay, being someone who's debuting novels with the indie press, are you done? Do you... Is the indie press doing all the publish or all the marketing for you, all the advertising for you, or do you have to do some uh, work too? No, I, I'm where 
we both do it. Yeah. Um, you know, being a smaller press, the the authors do have to do some of the work more so than probably, you know, if you were one of the big five mm-hmm. press big four now. I don't know, did one of them buy one one of these ones big four? I thought big penguin five. went I thought penguin went out of business. I'm not sure. I I have to look into it. We'll see what happens. Really, honestly, yeah. at the end of this year, there's probably just gonna be big two. But we'll see. Yeah, but any writers out there that want to get into the business, it, no matter what you do, it's all a lot of work, and it's more than just the writing part. Right. <laughs> now, do you feel like it's fifty-fifty? Like you you do half of it, and the publisher does half of it, or do you feel like it's um, like you're doing more? No, they've been doing a lot, and they you know they send off the book to reviewers and stuff and you know get me on panels here and there so and then i i try to get on uh i do my own promotions here and there um i just got a a book bub promotion that really helped sales and that's good Mm -hmm. get it when you can you know yeah and these guys, yeah, so. they'll, they'll work with you as far as promotion goes and, and setting the price, maybe doing like a special or and that sort of thing? Or or is it all? For uh, you're talking about the my publisher? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They set the price. Um, you know, and they, they created the, the cover artwork and put it all together and formatted it. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I mean that's very important to have. I mean, if, if you're going to be with the indie press, I mean, they got to be doing some of the work. Um, definitely, yeah. You know, putting into ads constantly, putting putting content out there on really it's social media, and that's where most of the marketing is right. done. Social media, um, and of course you got to do it too. You can't just sit back and be like, "Well, I expect them to do all of it," because it's kind of like, dude, it's kind of like at that point, it's kind of like a marriage. You kind of do half it. Yeah, a lot of. Uh... Definitely have to be on social media. <laughs> yep. So, which is a thing. <laughs> which is a thing. Okay. Yeah. It's not always fun. It's not always fun. Yeah. Especially, does it seem like it's getting less fun on social media? Yeah. 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 Things are happening. And when we say less fun, but. we mean uh, like, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is another thing. <laughs> Don't worry, man. I'm not going to ask you any crazy questions. Not ranting shit. No. Not that stream. Don't worry. Don't worry. But uh, I mean, the good thing is I love interacting with people and uh, especially readers. You know, I love answering questions about my writing and my world and lore that I've created. So that's I really love that. And plus, I've met. You know, lots of good people on there, people I've become friends with mm. through social media. And I will say that I noticed that you've been really good at keeping your head down and, and really staying focused on what, what matters, which is your work. It's your books. It's not about your ideology or your, your views. I'm not even going to ask that. I don't even care. I don't even want to know, right? <laughs> um, you know, not that stream. Because... For you, it's, it's your book. It's your content. Like, that's what's important. And you're able to network with people that, that recognize it, that, that respect that, that understand that. Yeah, I definitely talk about my book. Um, I also just, you know, want to be me on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want my social media to be just business. Like, hey, buy my book 
every tweet I send out. Right. You know, I want to be just me and talk about other things I love, like video games and, yeah. and music and uh, spooky stuff, and whatever, and bats. <laughs> yeah, you do a good job keeping it personal, professional, but fun. Uh, no, I haven't really noticed any politics or any anything that would be... Well, anything that people would want to, you know, go crazy, you know, cancel about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I will here and there. Because um, obviously, you know, I support some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to support the people that are around me. So I'll definitely, you know, retweet things and support things. And, you know, everyone I that I, uh, the people I've um, gotten to know through Twitter and stuff, you know, I definitely support them. Mm-hmm. Good people. But yeah, I love interacting and, you know, having little chats on there, whether they're serious or usually funny. Right. Goofiness, right. spookiness. I mean, I mean, for what it is, you got, you got to keep it. I mean, you got to, you got to stay on Twitter. I mean, I know that social media can be kind of, um, Less fun now, but uh, for for business purposes, you got to keep it. You got to be able to connect with people. That's the only real way you're going to reach people. Like right. you know, Facebook, Twitter. You can use other platforms like Minds, but it's like you know, who, who's on Minds? I'm on Minds, but okay, it's like okay. Okay, you mentioned that earlier. I have no idea what that. <laughs> yeah, see, you don't even know what Minds is, and that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I think only ten. I, I, does anyone in the chat know what Minds is? <laughs> I don't think they do. The M-I-N-E-S, Minds? M-I-N-D-S, yes, Minds. Oh, Minds, okay. Yeah. Um, so just another just Facebook another, type thing? Just another social media platform. It's not Parler, but, you know, I would recommend <laughs> people to be on every platform they can be to network, um, to spread stuff out. Uh, Timothy Olsen says he's on Minds. Okay, there you go. He's on Minds. I do see I do see some content creators there, uh, comic book guys, um, authors. Yeah, last last year I got on uh, what was that the horror social media one slasher or something. There's a horror social media. Let me look. I think it's slasher. Slasher oh. app. Yeah, it is slasher. Oh. Yeah, I got on that. Is it slasher? Well, it's something like that. Yeah, it is slasher. I got in there last year, and like it was, it was okay. It was just a clunky, clunkier Facebook type thing. And then like last month, I, I think it was or earlier this month, like everyone on Twitter is like, "Oh, I'm on Slasher now," and let's <laughs> get on that. I was like, "Oh, should I go back on there and you know be more active on there?" Then, like two days later, everyone's like, "Oh, it sucks. I'm getting off it." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, whatever. I guess I'll just stick to Twitter. <laughs> Now going back to the helmet uh, just a little bit, what wh- is there plans to continue on with the series? Like, are you are you going to write like a follow up to this book? Are you working on something else? Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to do a, like a sequel to it. Ray and the other characters may pop up in something else. It's possible. Oh, nice. Uh, all my stories so far are set in you know this world i've created so they all share the same universe 
even my my high fantasy stuff shares the same universe. So there may be some overlap. Uh, the current novel I'm editing um, takes place in a town nearby, mm-hmm. near Black Ashes. Okay. So yeah, so I don't. I'm not sure if there may if there's going to be a sequel to Helmuth, but there'll definitely be other. You know, there'll always be references and stuff. And okay. I, I would like the characters to pop up again sometime. And that's a good idea. And looking at your even your your website because you you also write fantasy, you put right. a lot of time into the lore of your, of your fantasy uh, novels or I guess your fantasy creations. You got a whole. Uh, the whole thing here about cultures, geography, races, magic, religions, got all sorts of breakdowns. Whoa! Yeah. And some of it, some of the artwork, it looks like it's from also from Helminth. So is it all? Is it? Is this? Wait, wait. Is Helminth also connected to your fantasy novels too, or your fantasy stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fantasy, the fantasy, and the and my horror stuff are in the same universe. Oh wow! Okay. So yeah, on my website on, on, under the lore section, there's you know the the fantasy section, the modern day horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all that artwork I've is you know I've had commissioned, so it's all stuff that was made for me. Um, yeah, yeah and the more, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, compliments to all screen. the artists. <laughs> uh, the more stuff I publish, the more that will get expanded and updated more lore entries will be unlocked oh certainly and this is what i'm looking at guys it's on the screen here you can kind of see it uh bestiary uh cultures geography races as i uh, said earlier i i love lore so <laughs> like video like dark Souls stuff and bloodborne and all that stuff i like read all the backstory and mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Hey, it's good to have too. I mean, that way you kind of you're forming like like you have a like a master plan of what you want to do with everything. Everything's kind of connected and makes sense. There's order to it and Yeah. I try. And if you you should see all the files on my computer. I've like I'm writing like several different religious texts that exist. In my world and like hierarchies of governments and religions and i'm trying to make up languages and i'm drawing maps make up languages <laughs> huh that's cool sort sort of i'm not going as far as like tolkien or something but you know basic Sounds... vocabularies and stuff dude don't sell yourself short go all the way <laughs> if you could do if any job's worth doing don't do it half ass right you gotta do a full ass <laughs> okay uh i'm gonna read some there's a caption contest supposed to do on Facebook. I'll put this post here. I'm going to put the image on the screen. Okay. While I do that, let me ask you, uh, what is, I ask this with all my guests, I, ask, I know I asked this several times, what is your favorite horror movie and why? I guess what is your most recent favorite horror movie and why, if it, if it has changed? Uh, my favorite horror movie of all time is Evil Dead 2. Ask anyone who knows me; it'll always be that. Recent horror movie. I mean, that's gonna be my top always. Um, see, what have I seen recently? Uh, I think I just we my wife and I just watched The Lodge 
couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. And the lodge. The lodge, yeah. And there was um, color out of space with Nick Cage. That was that's pretty good too. Yeah, I you know I thought that was a pretty good Nick Cage performance. Yeah. I mean, he's always Nick Cage, but. <laughs> well, nah. Though the uh, was it Wiley's Wonderland? That was weird for Nick Cage because he didn't even say anything. <laughs> I still i I have to see that yet, but I think I'm waiting to see it with one of my friends. Um. I okay it's hit or miss to some people I liked it but it's because I knew what I was getting into uh, you're just getting into watching Nick Cage beat up animatronics that's that's what it is the movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> it makes sense if you realize Nick Cage's character is a video game avatar like he's just a video game he, he's you he's the player that's what he is Okay. and then it starts <laughs> making sense why he does things That that's the only right. other other because other other than that, it's just kind of like, okay, why is he doing all this stuff? Doesn't make all lot of sense. <laughs> no, no person would do this. <laughs> anyway, okay, so yeah. on the screen I have this was the image that was on the Hard Talk Radio Facebook page. There's a caption contest. I shared out to uh, this hard group called Hard Nation, mm-hmm. a fun group, and also shared it to the Deadman's Tone fan club group. So I said the the best comment or the funniest comment wins a prize. That prize, uh, I suppose, a a paperback of of this sure. book here, uh, the Journal of Cinnamon Page on Death by Chocolate. This book here, I definitely highly recommend it. It's really good. People say zombies are overrated and overdone. Okay, but this one has strong personality. Oh, looks like the stream is suffering. Oh, hold on one moment. What is going on here? Now it's at zero. When I say zero, I mean like the uh, OBS is like bleeding frames right now. One moment. Just, just, just waiting for it to get back. The stream is now. It's disconnecting. It's going to reconnect. <clears throat> uh. You're back. Okay. Oh, was it gone from the, from the Skype call too? You froze. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Anyway, back now. Like I said, uh, the the prize I'll be handing out will be this paperback here. Shipping paid for too. The Journal of Cinnamon Page on Death by Chocolate. Highly recommend it. If you like the uh, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or uh, what was. Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That sort of character. Dealing with zombies. Dealing with, like, some witchy stuff. Pretty fun. Pretty cool character. Good book. Anyway, so let me read these comments here. First. Oh, man, that's a lot. That's like 22. Okay. So are we, ju- are we judging for the best one? We're judging for the funniest, yeah. Uh, just okay. you and I in the chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, first one, Alexander Cannon says he's stuffed with more than just fluff now. <laughs> okay. John Menahan says, oh, bother. <laughs> okay. Rob Sm- a Smile says, where's my fucking honey? <laughs> okay. Uh, Spirit of Flame says, look, 
Piglet. Let's sit here feeling sorry for Pooh as he's eating our face off. <laughs> okay, Deborah says, uh, I'm back. All right. Mike Fox Sr. says, The f- <clears throat> the fuck, Chris? Just like that. The fuck, Chris? <laughs> okay. Troy says, uh, You'll float too under this soul. S- under under the sour soil. Okay. You'll float too under the sour soil. Okay. Well, I butchered that response anyway. We're reading it, but nah, that was kind of a dud. Sorry, Troy. It is what it is. Um, Tabitha Holmes says, uh, somebody call a plumber who's coming out of the ground again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a plumber is going to do. Okay. That might be my favorite so far. Yeah. Uh, okay, because poo poo. Okay, got it, got it. Duh. Uh, all right. M. Calhoun says, uh, "You told me I wouldn't. You told me I wouldn't die without honey." <laughs> Amanda Arab. I'm guessing that's her last name. Says, "Think, think, think." Oh wait, there's only stuffing brains. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Brad says boob. All right. Okay. <laughs> Not sure what, what that is. Resp- okay. Teresa says, why, Pooh? Why? <laughs> Katrina says, it puts the honey on its skin. <laughs> but it's, it's honey on the skin again. Otherwise, it gets the poo again. Okay. Ryan Costa <laughs> says, that's the last time Piglet buried this poo. Okay. Catherine, your your reading of these is great. Yeah, right. <laughs> Catherine says, "Come play with me, Christopher Robin." <laughs> James says, "You called, you call this playing in the mud fun? Your soul is mine now." All right, okay. I'm trying to read it as they type it, like the way they typed it. <laughs> Marcus says, uh. And that's the last time you call me silly old bear, motherfucker. <laughs> no, it's vulgar. I kind of like that one. But okay, Todd says uh, this is not what I meant by "find me a new home." You twerp. I need more than a slimy mud hole for a toilet in order to have a good sleep. Okay, all right. <laughs> Leon says. You sick fuck, stop spiking the honey, then bury me when I'm fall out. What? You sick fuck, stop. Okay. You sick fuck, stop spiking the honey, then bury me when I fall out. Okay, I'm trying to read it where it makes sense. I get what he's trying to say, but grammatically it's like, what are you saying there? Okay. Uh, Natasha Piglet, every time I look at you, I think about honey glazed ham. that's good that's good (laughs) I like that yeah why hasn't that bear eaten piglet why hasn't Pooh eaten piglet he totally would fuck honey there's there's ham I was gonna I was gonna say because they're just like stuffed animals or something but then again he eats honey so I don't know uh Dory don't do Ray, do Ray. I says, uh, why for you bury me in the cold, cold ground? Okay. And then, uh, I think we have 
couple more comments. Let's see. That's that's in the Hard Nation. Let's check on the Dead Man's Tone fan club. Tony says, Pooh, my ass. That's Mr. Sanders to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chad Cloud Miller says, The remake was pure poo, not this. All right. Jeff, damn it. I was supposed to be dead before you bury me. All right. Richard, hold my ass. It's much, it's much easier to take a dump in the woods. <laughs> okay. And Richard Raven says, okay, which one of you assholes did this to me? And there we go. All right. So out of all that, that was a lot of them. Did you remember yeah. which one you liked the best? My favorites are the honey glazed ham one and the plumber one. Uh, I was, I'm going to go with the honey glazed ham one. That I guess that really opened some questions as to why that <laughs> never happened in the first place. I know there's stuffed animals, but I mean, he's eating honey. So what the hell? I think, I think he can eat some piglet. <laughs> I like this. Okay. That was good. That was good. That was good. All right. Now, before I wrap up, well, you know I, know you, I don't go ahead. The, the, uh, Let's say the person who did the the plumber one, since I like that one a lot, I'll send them a signed copy of Hellman. Oh, really? Wow, that was unexpected. Uh, the I just need one? an address address to send it to. That's all I need. Okay. Yeah, I'll give and a you, name. I'll send you her. Um, I'll send you their information or, or their name, and you can get in contact with them, and we can do that. So look right. at that. Two giveaways. Two giveaways. Just like that. Nice. Easy peasy. Okay, so that was a lot of fun. Well, S. Alessandro Martinez. I like your name. Your name is cool. Alessandro Martinez. It's no dead man. <laughs> nah, dead man's too on the nose. It's like, of course this guy's going to be weird. This guy's going to be into horror, into weird shit. You know? Alessandro Martinez. It sounds sophisticated. It sounds good. That's like good it. here. I like it. That's great having you come on the show again, especially talking about Helminth. Hel Helminth. Thanks for having me. Minth. Helminth. Helminth. I'll have okay. to make some Helminths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it's good Good talking to you, man. It's good. It's been a while, especially about social media. You know, it's it's good to know that you're, you're keeping it going, especially how things are going. Yeah, I always appreciate you having me on, and I always have to give you a shout-out since you were the first person who published me. Uh, you and, and other people, too. But, uh, you know... And, and thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for that. And uh, maybe I know this year I've kind of paused on, on publishing stuff just to kind of recoup some of the costs, but uh, it's only temporary. I plan on getting back in that game very, very soon. Nice. Oh, Chad is getting disrespect tonight. No, Mom's Ravioli. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Let me take care of this. Because Mom's Ravioli had some good ones too. And if they're good, we'll see. Okay, he said this. Why is <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Why is the president of China stuck in the ground? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That one, I will give you something, but you live <laughs> in like like so far away. You, you you hit me up and you know what I'll do. I'll probably have to read some some 
furry erotic of some stupid shit. I still, I'm still in debt to this guy. I have to read some Vore erotic. Do, do, do you know what Vore is? Unfortunately, yes. You do? <laughs> Are you into it? No. Good. I, I... <laughs> you dodged that question. Wait, wait. Were you commissioned to write Vore? Me? Yes. No. Okay. I am not. I mean, everybody has a price. I mean, maybe you did. You won't tell me. That's fine. I mean, mom's the word on that one. Okay. Uh, mom's ravioli also said, I mean, he has like three of them. You just had to use the ne Necron. Oh my God, I can't even read. You just had to use the Necronomicon, didn't you? <laughs> you just had to use the Necronomicon, didn't you? And lastly, I came back from the dead with one mission. <laughs> Hashtag writing with Biden. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, the the best the best one was the China stuck in the ground one. Come on now. That, that was <laughs> that was the best one. Okay. I, I will I will take care of that one, Mom's Reveille. Okay. Man, Alessandro Martinez, it's good having you on. Especially I mean, we've we've been around for a while and like the reason why I was talking about the professional stuff, you stay professional for the most part, and you probably see me kind of going more riskier and riskier the stuff I talk about. It's like, oh, man. Hey. I'm, glad, I'm glad you came on, man. You're you. I, anyone who knows you should know what to expect from Mr. Dead Man. <laughs> right, right. But it's all with love, man. It's all with love. Yeah. All right. You guys... Thank you for taking it, uh, for watching, and, and you guys take it easy. Uh, have a good one. Thanks for having me. All right, one moment.